The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. Let me hit transition there so the take saying I already did actually pops up. Yay! Now you can see us. Uh, welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. And if you're not watching this live, I am joined here today. I am your faithful host, Jack Newman, and I am joined here today by Ben Haworth. How are you, Ben? Doing good. Just got a haircut. I'm about to go to Seattle for a wedding. So it's going to be a good time. These guys have to do the movies without me because I got other stuff to do, damn it. Though I it's do okay. really want to talk about uh, Valerian and Atomic Blonde, so I'm actually going to be kind of mad. But oh, well. I know it's okay. Oh, I actually hadn't realized that you're not going to be on for Atomic Blonde. That means I, I can like say whatever. I know. I know. Oh, I, no. like, <laughs> I had. I'm com- going to be there, Jack. I had a conversation. What do you mean? I lo- I like Atomic Blonde, but I'm going to have like I'm going to. I had a conversation earlier today with Ben. Like he just he just says that Atomic Blonde's the best thing ever that's ever been in cinemas. Sorry, no, I'm yeah. joking. But uh, <laughs> what if I do like it? Then you'd be mad. You don't get to like hold it over me. <laughs> I know it would actually. That actually is the worst answer to be right? honest. <laughs> but, like love that's it. Actually, that's yeah. like so much worse than like you actually being there. You just need to come to all of them. Obviously, uh, we're also joined here today. Sorry, I'm a little bit late on it. But Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great. Your Thank hair you. is going to extra huh? red today. I apologize. Oh, I it's probably because it. the orange tank top probably makes it look super orange. Or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Well, well done. Sorry. Go ahead. How are you? Apologies. I interrupted you. <laughs> That's okay. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to Austin with my girlfriend later this week for a nice. couple of days. So it's going to be good times. I'm excited. Our first road trip. Aw. Ooh. That's so nice. It's yeah. a big one. It's a big one. It is. It is. Well, we're going to be talking here today about Dunkirk, which is the worst movie of the year in oh. Jack's book. <laughs> Um, but before we get to that, we're going to talk. <laughs> I'm joking. We've seen a lot of shit this year. Uh, so if you think what, it's worse than the mummy, I don't know what to do for you, my friend. I, don't know, I was about to say, uh, yeah, it's not worse than the mummy, but yeah, I'm we'll glad, talk, I'm glad we'll, I missed that one. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute, but first we have to deal with our overblown trailer corner because it is of course, Comic-Con this weekend. Jesus. And that means there are too many trailers for us to possibly physically deal with. Yeah. So uh, sorry. So sorry. So people who we don't cover like it's just there's too much it's just it's not possible i don't i don't even want to like think about trying to be entirely honest with you guys like i'm very happy to like to like take a run at like doing something like this but there's just like there's just like no there's no way no there's we gotta no, just no way cut it down to, like three or something because it's just it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah all right but first up on those three is i think uh for me i guess is the most important I, it's not the well, it's nothing. What's the most important trailer at Comic Con for fuck's sake? But uh, for me, what I like, I'm most interested to see was who's kind of shocking was kind of seeing the writing was of course uh, Justice League. Uh, ben, what did you think of the Justice League trailer? It was interesting. I don't think I'm still super excited, but it, it at least showed a good camaraderie between the heroes, which is what you would want out of a good Justice League movie. It seems like they're starting to show how each of the characters are going to work with each other, which I really like. Like, uh, uh, Jason Momoa is like a badass surfer dude, essentially, where he's just like crushes people like, yeah, bro, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I thought I'm Hawaiian, And Flash bro. is kind thought... of nerdy and awkward and cute, and Batman is just gruff and tries to make dad jokes and 
uh wonder woman is just like the most bored gorgeous beautiful person in the world <laughs> like they're just gonna keep doing that so like even though they haven't had their own films and that's been a complaint in the past i at least feel like they've kind of figured out the characters and that's the hardest thing to do for this i feel like so that at least gave me yeah. some hope I think the big thing for me is that, like, I'm glad that we've got, like, I was worried that the tone, they would never be able to hit the tone that was set in the first couple of trailers. Uh, but it seems to be, like, more jokes are coming out. And so now I'm, like, more confident that they're that it's not just, like, a trailer that's been kind of done in a Marvel style of, like, a gruff, gritty continuum of, like, these movies. But it is actually more of this comic book flavor, like, fun style. And so if it continues to do that, which I think this is, like, the most confirmation that I've had that it is going to be that way i'm gonna probably like it or at least or at least it'll be on a different it'll probably be like the best dc movie to me in terms of having that i know sarah don't different days discussion about email <laughs> representation but like it is like the best it'll it, it'll be i well not even the best it'd be the most marvel dc movie we've had which as for, sure. for me would make me feel like the best that's a so loaded i can't even go <laughs> what did you think of it sarah <laughs> like, that was, no no that was that was so loaded it's not it's not even to do it so uh, while i put up this link sarah what what did you think of the of the uh, justice league trailer sorry i'm trying to link while we do this go ahead <laughs> i really liked it um it um gave away a little bit more of the story or rather i guess encouraged more questions about the story um was that Aquaman on Themyscira that we saw? No, I think that or was... was that just a that clever was, transition? They had that axe everywhere, which is bringing up a lot of uh, questions about the villain. I mean, clearly it's it's Apocalypse, so it's it's dark side. but like... Um, what, I thought it was uh, Steppenwolf. That's what I had heard. It is Steppenwolf, oh, okay. uh, but isn't he part of Darkseid? Oh, I see. You're saying like Darkseid will come later. Yeah. Like, yeah, like so. it's... But like, they're not going to fart Darkseid in the first movie. Like, they'll go to... They'll hate him for the next one, like Thanos. And, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely in the apocalypse, like pantheon in my wolf in my view um and further for that like i think that like that's that was definitely like that axe was showing up whenever the villain was showed up like it was we saw the axe in themiscira we saw the axe in atlantis we i, I mean i'm sure there's like there's like a thing where it's like oh the villain like you know they don't want to fight with them and but then the guy goes to all their like homes and sacred places and fuck shit up and then they all got to get together and do things yes so as a fan Which, of wonder woman what do you think of the trailer i'm kind of curious about that sarah and how do you think they're going to change like because they are certainly kind of shooting the movie because of different reasons and like we are i'm just gonna say make more wonder woman more the lead than batman which is what i feel like they started with you know yeah um to be honest i don't know that i want any of the characters to be the lead necessarily i mean maybe they have to just because that's how movies work these days but i would love it if each of the people in the Justice League got relatively equal screen time and focus. Which is always the plus side to Marvel is that they do an incredibly good job of making the triumvirate of Cap, Iron Man, and Thor feel like leads individually. Um, definitely, I mean, I mean, definitely in the original There's definitely Avengers, second like, tier Avengers. You know what Cap, I mean? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Scarlet Witch only shows up for Avengers stuff. You know, <laughs> like yeah, right, yeah. And and clearly, like even Thor kind of falls into the background. Like Cap and Iron Man all, almost always take a like more of a leading role than Thor to some extent. Yeah, um, and I feel like maybe it's uh, it'll be. I'm curious if it'll be more Batman or more um, Wonder Woman, who's sort of the mm-hmm. most screen time in this one. I I, I guess like I, I would like a, I would like to see 
like they're gonna have I, I, I guess like I'm uh, the biggest thing for me is like what kind of tension forms between them is it like a frenzy tension is it a sexual tension is something that like it's, there's things like like it could be done well because not to be offensive I'm a, I'm a classic fan of like the JLA like animated series where Wonder Woman and Batman got together and Wonder Woman wears the pants and it's amazing it's like my favorite <laughs> thing it's like my favorite thing ever and it's also the it's also the best like animated Batman is the best Batman and it's also like it's that great interpretation of him in combination with probably the best li- like the best current interpretation of superman um so it's just like i know that these things can play out well but at the same time i can see people freaking out if you have to cause sexual tension between these two characters and it's like that's another take on it even though there is history of yeah. sexual tensions in other medium between the two of them also like that's just, true and that's good to know going in in advance well it's not if it does happen at least it has precedent well it's precedent in the in the com- in the comic book tv show like the animated tv show it has mm-hmm. no precedent in the comics what has precedent ah. in the comics is far worse is the superman wonder woman relationship which is the worst relationship that's ever oh. happened because why would you oh. just sideline lois lane like that sorry i have a I got a yeah. big thing. Pause. We need to fucking move on, though. Too many. Too many. <laughs> There's too many. Like, it was a four-minute trailer. In fairness, it, it, was, it was a huge trailer, and like that that flash line got me. That, that was like the first time I was like, okay, oh, that's yeah, funny. it's rude. It's, it's a good line. It's a good line. And I mean, it's I think it's a problem with the humor in this movie that was just going to be something I think is going to happen. Is people are going to be like, is that Whedon? Is that Snyder? You know what I mean? Because because like it's not clear because this is the first time he's actually been credited as a co-director we don't know what the gga is going to say but like in the uh, youtube summary uh, the official upload they credited directed by zack snyder and Whoa. joe sweden so like i think he might have done more than they kind of want to let on because maybe he came on earlier than they said i don't know i don't want to get into too much of it but like i think that's going to be a big thing about this episode about this um movie for a lot of people is what was snyder what was whedon and you know where are they going further based on what that means i don't know I don't want to get into it too much. <laughs> I, like, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't enjoy like speculating that. that much. Yeah. No. I hope that. I just hope. I guess what I'm saying is, I hope that doesn't become a thing. That's what I'm more aiming for. Like, let's uh, just see the film yeah. and just say the duo. You know. Yeah. I mean, because because if it's good, you're gonna be like, oh, so Snyder, like Josh Whedon wrote like 100 right, of this. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, like, so. you know, like Snyder has shit that lands. Like, it's not. I don't know. I no. And I just I, from, I blame a lot of the Man of Steel problems. Because I don't like Man of Steel uh, on Christopher Nolan, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there there are people who also are part of this, you know, universe. You know, there's a lot of factors. So it's not we're going to get person. to why I totally agree with you on that um, in a minute. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm hinting, and I don't like it when I do stuff like that. with hinting, but let's go ahead and move on to the Thor Ragnarok trailer and start with you this time, Sarah. What did you think of the? Thor you know Ragnarok what? I could trailer? just watch a movie that is a battle of Kate Blanchett versus an army of Pegasus, and I would be happy. Like I don't need Thor and the Hulk in there. I just need Kate Blanchett and Pegasus. It's gonna be awesome. Which of course that's only gonna be yes. like a really small part of the movie, I know, but it's just so badass. She's in a lot of the she's in a lot of the trailer. Yeah. I'll give her that. So hopefully she's more of a character this time than, mm-hmm. than other Marvel villains. One'll hope. But we'll have to see. After I've ranted about uh 80s nostalgia and outrun music it's like this one actually got me because it was a video game i played they used a hotline Miami oh wow song and i was like that's, whoa that's a deep weird cut. so i so i feel like that was a bit of a i was like oh 
that's like a remix of a Hotline Miami Two song. Uh, so I actually kind of liked it. And I feel like an asshole because I've like talked about it before. But like eh, every once in a while, the outrun music gets me. I can't deny it. Um, well, I, I do. I do think that's that. That was like our big beef between over like the Atomic Blonde trailer. And I guess like I'm still very much like into sort of this thing. And I agree. Like it's it's it's. I agree that it's like overblown. But I, I'm still I had like three in, in a row. You know what I mean? It's like Ready Player One, Stranger Things, and this. And it was like. So much 80s, <laughs> you know, like it's like a yeah, lot of 80s. Yeah. I wonder if there's like any subsequent time in like the 90s when it's like the 70s were so cool for rock and roll. Actually, that's totally happened. That yeah, was, yeah, that was, I think that so. was, it was just a different perspective and a different medium that it was focused on where it's like this is very much like 80s pop culture. Like the, the rise yeah, you gotta of think pop about like, culture. Um, yeah. Days and Confused was about the 70s. Yeah. Because like, usually that's what happens, yeah. I think. And I don't know what the fuck is going to happen when the people from the 2000s are in charge. Like, I don't know, like new metal <laughs> remixes. Like, it's going to be weird. Like, it's, it's going to work. I mean, but I, I bet, I bet, like people see this old, like you know, what I guess it's like, you know, people in the time like could talk about a lot more generational stuff that was happening that no one remembers. Like, it's interesting to see what floats to the top and continues on. And I think that's definitely right. a, a point to like what we do. Like, what floats to the top of our generational stuff is like the new Star Wars and like how much we hated the prequels. Like, that's always on top that's of true. like, you know, if any sort of like two thousand takeoff would be like, remember how bad Jar Jar Binks was? Like, he, it's sad that he like rates that high in the zeitgeist, but it's <laughs> totally. Thing. He kind of like, he's like a huge yes. cultural touchstone for us. Is, a, is how whole, much we hate him. There's a whole <laughs> meme of just putting Jar Jar Binks in the current Star Wars <laughs> movie. It's like, yeah, that's a that's a whole thing. It's it's yeah, it's it's almost it's almost ugh, it's almost like I, you're just remembering. It's like it's like President Bush. It's like sometimes when your future is so bad, it's like you're like, man, Bush was great, wasn't he? Sorry, that's like that's I, I don't mean to like I'm not even crapping on President Bush like specifically, but like I do feel like, like we have true. such a we have such a huge respect for him today as opposed to like five years ago when he was because like once- literally because once someone's not in power, like you're not living through it, it's easier to look back like, mm-hmm. and joke about it. But like when you're in it and you're terrified, you're like, oh no. But then like you look back, he's like, he's making paintings. Remember when he avoided that shoe? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Remember when he couldn't say um, nuclear? Yeah, I, I think the yeah, thing about this, uh, yeah, I think the thing about this trailer for me is that it it, it has a lot more character. It feels like the first two Thor's. Yes. That's what is excited for me. There's just. It, I think grounding him with Hulk is a great way to kind of appease both the people who want a Hulk movie, which uh, recently um, uh, Mark Ruffalo said that they will probably never be able to make a Hulk movie because Universal owns the rights and like they would get all the money mm-hmm. from a Hulk movie, like a solo Hulk movie, versus yeah. they can just kind of put him in the other movies and they don't have to pay them because it's not called Hulk, you know. So well, I did think you this see is that a title logo? To, 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 the to title logo them. with. Yeah, and, and and this is the thing is like this has more. This looks to me to have more to do with planet hulk and its mechanical dna than it does like this this is like i do think this is as close as we're gonna get to a hulk movie per se and it's going out like and i think that's the thing is like it's take i think that marvel has always been brave in terms of like if something's not really working they're like they're okay with scrapping Mm -hmm. it and trying something else and like like they've never been afraid to like change the vibe of every captain america movie to like in my mind to like the better i know that you prefer winter soldier ben but like you can't like i like i like civil war yeah yeah, yeah. But I think the point is, like, they never had to do, like, another version of it. And I think that's the strength is that they're never trying to sequel itself. They're trying to they're, – they're, they're definitely in the school. They learned it once with Iron Man. You can't do the same movie twice and expect, like, the same sort of audience reaction. It's true. Um, and I think that's where they, their strength comes in. They're, like, they're crapping – they're X-9ing the Thor movies and doing, like, this new crazy thing. 
Uh, yeah, I guess a bit the of big Thor, question, a bit of Guardians of the Galaxy, a bit of Planet Hulk. You know, well, like I guess the big thing is, are you worried that they're x 9 Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit and stealing kind of wholesale from that aesthetic? Yes. Yes and no. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm curious what Taika Waititi's take on it is. You know, if it is Guardians or if he's he has his own version of that that kind of visual space opera flair that he's going for, and it just kind of looks the same. You know. No, you're, you're you're totally right. It could be it could be a it could be a lot of things. Like you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Uh, you had a bit real quick. We want to do the last the last big one today. Uh, which is uh, first uh, though I have to say, yes, chat, dude. I, so Jesus Christ. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is what is? She is just on fire. I'm just saying. I mean, I just saw her. Man. As, you know, the, the, the pure, you know, wearing white blonde hair, Galadriel. Galadriel and now we have yeah. the other end of the spectrum where she's goth and has, you know, demon deer horns oh, she, and shit. And she, she just, just looks got great a, all the time, got a, no matter what she's wearing. And she's just got to bathe in the river of ham and just be like a, a total ham bone in this movie. It looks like it's going to be fun. She looks like she's yeah. having a lot of fun, which is great. I just hope she's she's seen chewing the crap out of everything would oh, be my sure. point. Like I, I really I really hope that she just goes in there and she's just like, Let me take a bite of that scene. Arr. Well, I mean Thor <laughs> offers that too and you're like, You're in a you're in the rainbow bridge and she's like, Yeah. She's like flying through space and, and, and I think I think you're, I think You're surrounded by green screens. You gotta make yeah. your own fun and imaginative, you know, and I think she's doing and that. I, and I think that's like there. I think the big thing too is that Marvel has always had its ear to the ground way better than DC here, and that's like they recognize like the fan base wants to see crazy ass Vikings in space. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what like, we want. Go for it. <laughs> we wanted it from the beginning, and they've not gone crazy enough. And now they've like they finally well, pulled the trigger on the craziest version of it. Yeah, Thor has always been that. Thor. I mean, the first one was like Thor. Fuck Thor. And then you watch Thor, and it was like actually like decent. I thought, and you're like, oh. No, I, I, Thor, I, have, you know? I have no problem with either of the Thors. That's the funny thing about this, but they're not, they're probably, they're not just some boring. Of the better... no, no, they're not yeah, memorable. They're, yeah. Yeah. But they're not straight. Good. They're not straight bad like the Hulk or uh, Iron Man 2 a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Iron Man 2 isn't straight bad. It's just that one's kind of very it's a much. Mess. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's an edited mess. It's the only thing in the universe that I'd say is like, is like edited really, really badly, as opposed to Thor's, which are edited well but boring. I guess would yeah, be my take. Yeah, yeah, competent. Yeah. And I, I, I love Cap. Well, I love Captain America, the first <laughs> Avenger. All right, well, this has gotten. We we have it. We have too much to cover, and we're already off track. Uh, ben, you had something to say about Ready Player One. Of course, there's the Ready Player One trailer as well. Uh, but you had you had a bit that you actually wanted to talk about real quick. Yeah, I feel like this trailer is going to split a lot of people. If you haven't seen it, um, it's based on this very popular book, which was liked but kind of criticized for being very shallow um and it is sort of this idea of people who escaped something called oasis which is just a, a haven of 80s pop culture and like they're escaping their nuclear destroyed out horrible world uh to go to this place that's like and, and in the trailer you see like there's the iron giant and there's what? freddy krueger and there's the delorean and akira and it's it's insane it's like a licensing <coughs> bonanza i don't know how they did this and for some people like just that is going to be awesome and for some people are like oh it's like the worst version of remember this remember that my hope is i think that spielberg has been a very conscious filmmaker lately and he's been a lot he's been pushing for adult dramas he's been pushing for stuff like bridge of spies and lincoln and i, and I feel like when he tries to go back and make something he used to make like the bfg or uh the recent indian jones movie recent is almost mm-hmm. years, jesus christ um 
he he doesn't really he doesn't really go back to that really well so my hope is that in this movie he's kind of using nostalgia as a take on modern problems and that maybe it's about how we shouldn't be escaping nostalgia because the world is like in deep dark shit right now and we should care that's my hope is what the movie is but it might just be about iron man uh, you know iron giant punching doc brown in the face and so if that's the case then all right that's what it is but i just kind of hope there's a little bit more to it than the trailer implies which is just like fun and that's fine for what it is i just i just hope it's deeper is what i'm saying like, it's it's a take on something and like it goes somewhere about actually talk about nostalgia rather than just yes. bathing in it that's what i'm going for I, I think you can always trust him a little bit to take at least a deep. Uh, I'm not he's, saying he's, he's moving all... away from the book apparently, which sounds good. Like that's that's something yeah. for me. Yeah, I guess I guess my bit is that you can always trust him to try something. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's never he's never got there's never there's never been a movie where he gets up, he just gets on and just does like the expected thing. Like he always tries to have like quote unquote his take and i don't understand where he's going for it but i have total faith that it won't be something that you're used to do you know what i mean that's my hope that's my hope yeah 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 all right uh sarah actually anything did you did you uh, no, see I didn't have a player one trailer it. or you did not okay yeah i i i i am worried that it's gonna be a mess uh, it might be I, a whole I, mess i, yeah. I totally I, but that's, that's like i wouldn't say it would be a mess from like a boring it'll mm. it won't be boring nothing of it will be boring we should definitely go see it uh but it, it might be a mess it's just my i think that he's gotten a little less i think he's gotten a little less directed with his editing in kind of the past couple of years mm-hmm. and i think that like the, the tightness of like filmmaking experience that used to define him has kind of gone away a little bit. And that's like, it scares me, especially for this movie, which I consider like just from thinking about it from the book perspective is an incredibly difficult property to adapt. Yeah. (laughs) We got the, uh, you got the properties at least that's surprising enough. I can't, I can't believe he, I mean, I don't know what (laughs) black magic, I mean, maybe it's like the difference is like now he's good at studio life. So he's like used some sort of like dealing black magic to get all the properties together. (laughs) Right. Actually do this movie, which is, you know, I guess that they're they're not doing that for Dark Tower. Are they going to have the guy with like the snitches for like no, bombs and stuff? No way. There's I've no seen way. nothing about that. No, not going to okay. happen. Okay, all right, all right. All right. Uh, so moving on uh, for you, the listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save ten percent on any noob subscription at lootcrate.com. To save ten percent on any subscription, go to trylootcrate.com backslash gang and enter promo code bridge ten for ten percent savings. We know that you could try this anywhere. Um, you hear about Loot Crate all the time. You're like, oh, God, another Loot Crate ad read. Good God, do those guys just hand out Loot Crate ad reads to anyone? Well, the answer (laughs) to that is yes, because they handed one to us. But you should also consider the fact that you're also listening to us and you enjoy us, and we would really appreciate you trying out uh, Loot Crate if it will actually help uh, maintain the Tuscan Shed Media Network and the Movie Gang Podcast. And if you do that, they'll also get 10% savings on Loot Crate, which is also a service worth trying at least once. So go check it out. Uh, to save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com backslash gang. Again, that's trylootcrate.com backslash gang to save 10% on any new subscription in a promo code BRIDGE10. All right. Moving on to Dunkirk. In May 1940, Germany advanced into France trapping Allied forces on the beaches of Dunkirk. Under air and ground cover from British and French forces, troops were slowly and methodically evacuated, I almost said ejaculated, from the beach using 
every serviceable naval and civilian vessel that they could find found. At the end of the heroic mission, 330,000 French, British, Belgian, and Dutch soldiers were safely evacuated, Mm -hmm. which is a terrible summary for this movie. Yeah, this is (laughs) a summary of Dunkirk the the event. Yeah. No, I swear to God, it is it is literally the summary that that that's the official one. That's the official one. I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, and May journey. Yeah, no, it's right there. Okay, cool. No, so I Don Kirk. You, I <laughs> Go I ahead. Whenever happened. they make a I'm fucking biopic, they always the fi- just put the the historical summary, and I don't know why they always just be like, in 1941. You're like, no, it's <sighs> all right. Yeah, like what is this? Yeah, what is this version about? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't be a dick, movies. Um, yeah. No, I'm just joking. But uh, <laughs> okay, let's start. Let's start with you, Ben. I, I'm actually very, very curious, and I haven't. I've like you've been. You, you, you really like the new rule we put into place where we don't talk about it. So you've been quiet as a tomb. <laughs> it's starting to get annoying to me. I actually, think it's a like, good how you rule. don't even like hint at it. So like, go ahead, please. Just tell me where the fuck you stand. <laughs> so sorry. Um, I. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not mad. Like you were doing when I asked everyone to do better <laughs> than I am doing. It's annoying. <laughs> it's a good rule. I just noise the shit out of me. <laughs> this is funny. It's funny. Um, well, I'm gonna annoy you more because I'm gonna delay it. Uh, I think the big thing for uh, a lot of people, and the thing that this synopsis does not tell you, which is, uh, I'm glad we're a spoiler podcast because I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. But since we're a spoiler podcast, it's great. Uh, is this film has a very unique structure? It has a very, very interesting structure. Um, which is just to say briefly <coughs> how it works is there's one section that's on the land that takes one week of time. There is uh, one section uh, where you follow like uh, Mark Ryan's character on a boat coming to Dunkirk. That's one day of time. And you follow Tom Hardy's character in a plane uh, shooting down bombers. And that's one hour of time, but they're all edited together. So you kind of jump in between time uh, without that. And it, the film doesn't make it very clear at the beginning. It has little title cards, but like y- you could easily ignore those or miss them. Um, and, and I know certain people have, like, been confused. Some people get it right away. So I don't know. I knew it beforehand, which helped a lot, which might be why. I really like this film. I've had my hot take on the Nolan is that I think he really kind of peaked at Dark Knight. And I think he's been way too focused on detail uh, in his films lately. And because of that, I think the characters that he tries to create suffer. And so what he does in this film is he has no characters. <laughs> and he has, like, it is not really about characters. It is about groups of people, basically. And it is about, like, um, don't make your teeth face at me. Um, it is about oh, groups of people. <laughs> it is about uh, 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 sort of systems in a lot of ways. And because of that, either you're going to find it emotionally dead and interesting, or you're going to find it like he's just focused on the thing that he's really, really good at. And that's the way I take it, is that I think this is a very interesting I don't want to use the word art film because it is more conventional than I thought it would be going in, but it is very much in a style of an art film where it is this idea of jumping around in narrative and playing with narrative and playing with the emotional stakes of editing and things like that. And that's what I really, really liked about the film is that it was more experimental for me. It's not going to be up there with the films which do have better characters, like the prestige and dark Knight are better films for me, but I do think it's like my third favorite Nolan film as of right now, just because I'm very, very impressed with sort of this incredible, perfect technical mastery. But I'm curious if other people <laughs> found it uh, annoying because it is just a perfect technical mastery. Okay, well, I uh, I, mean, I get the feeling I, Jack one of the one of the best parts about you Ben is that usually ben when you did, like something, really I don't. You middle, outline why I don't like I guess. it. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and move just to from Sarah. From a personal standpoint, regardless of how well a film is made, I don't enjoy war movies. 
So I didn't enjoy this film because that's straight up what it is. Um, that said, I thought the music was pretty good and interesting the way they, um, they set it up throughout the film, which we'll come back to that later and talk about it more specifically. Um, the, uh, the timelines thing, I didn't know about it going in and I was thoroughly confused what the little subheadings of one week, one day, one hour meant. I was like, what, what, what does this mean? I don't understand. And then maybe about half an hour or 45 minutes in, I finally got it. And then after I adjusted to it and realized what they were doing, I thought, okay, yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess I, it confused me, but after it stopped confusing me, I liked it as much as I can like a war movie, which I don't enjoy. So there it is. Mm. I guess, I guess my counterpoint for that would be like, Again, Ben Ben outlined a lot of biotones. The big thing that I have an issue with is the structure, and I knew about the structure coming into this, and it's not. I just don't. I guess my bit sometimes is like I understand the point of the structure in something like The Dark Knight or something like uh, what yeah, you do with too. like Inception. Or, well, I think the biggest thing is is the uh, what? Is, oh my God, his magician movie. It's one of my favorite movies. The uh, Prestige. Yeah, the prestige, where you where you line it up in terms of working mm -hmm. with the idea of like there's there's a there's a device within the movie that informs the structure, which right, is really, like really cool. The to prestige me. is about magic, so it is sort of follows the rules of magic. Like the the exactly the, it's a three X structure. Memento is about a guy who's losing his memory, and he talks about how that's like living life backwards. So the movie is presented, <coughs> you know, exactly, or rather, meeting in the middle. You know, and, like and you this said, is and just is similar where it's like. Uh, uh, it's all about tension and each of these people have the same amount of tension but the same amount of tension over a different stretch of time where it's like to to a person on the beach a one week is about the same amount of like intense suffering and trying to stay alive as much as the guy on the boat for one at one day and as much as the guy in the plane for one hour and i think that is sort of what he was going for with that why he did the structure that way i agree with that and i think that the structure like he's uh, I'm not, I'm never going to deny that he's like a masterful filmmaker. Like the, the way that he keeps and holds tension is great. Uh, I think that I have an issue with the fact that he, his tension doesn't dissipate. Like, I don't think it's a, it's a I don't freight train at your face. That's what I heard it, someone it say is, once. And, and, but it's designed to be as such, yeah, yeah. but I, I don't, but I think that still comes across and he, and he's a great filmmaker. He knows how to play with it, but I still like, I want something to let the tension up. Do you know what I mean? Like I want, I want it to not be this freight train. The music I want plays it to a great that. part. And that's in just that like classical film design thing. versus like something a little so. bit nouveau. So it's the not clock. like something I can like really like it criticize him. He's doing exactly what I want. I just don't necessarily know that I like the structure of what he's doing. And more so to the oh, the clock. The clock yeah. is great. Well, that's what's and like and how it's again very interesting. Yeah, and when it stops, yeah. when he goes to sleep, it's like whoa! Like, like I felt the air kind of rush out of me. Yeah, in that section, you know, because yeah. he's he's played with that the entire time. The music is what's interesting, is because it's like it is the the bridge to the whole film. Like that's what's kind of fascinating. It is the part that goes. Mm -hmm. The music doesn't change from one um, 
section to another, it continues the same sort of narrative function. So like at one point, one character is drowning in his plane, and another character is drowning. It's a little much drowning in this movie. Um, in it will, his, it uh, will boat, drive you nuts. And then uh, the other characters like <laughs> running out of fuel. So it's all like last second. So the music is all about like last second. Will they make it out? You know, da, 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 da. Uh, if you don't like Hans Zimmer going, da, 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 you'll hate this movie. because <laughs> It's just like that for two hours. <laughs> here's 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 my point to this and this is the thing like nolan classically has used his mechanical structure to the betterment of his movies i say that dunkirk in my opinion is his mechanical structure to the detriment of this movie specifically this and and it's this because this is a very specific like human interest story in terms of like it's about losing it's about that it's about the humanity of of giving up but then still going on and, and giving up again and and facing impossible odds and having no hope and it's 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 a very dark story that then is rewarded in the end to this and he uses it mechanically to then do something about do something a little bit different of it. And you're absolutely right, Ben. He doesn't focus on the characters or the humanity. And I don't attach to any of the characters. And because of that, like the moment when we're supposed to have that heroic moment and like, you know, Kenneth Branagh is literally on a pier crying right. in his Admiral's uniform. And I'm supposed to connect with this moment and I just don't. And that's the big issue for this movie is that like even in that moment, the tension isn't like cut and it's and she's just you just like they 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 don't cut the tension at that like perfect moment and they do all these things and it's like i still just like i guess like it's just like i had more of an emotional visceral reaction to fucking pearl harbor like fuck this <laughs> and that's that no i i'm dead serious ben like well, this is this is just like <laughs> this movie is very much like in terms of like what it wants to present it doesn't in ter- it doesn't he doesn't want to present what we classically want from a war movie, and I'm agreeing yeah. with you that he sets out to do exactly what he wants to do. I just don't think the thing that he ends up making is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, like... sorry, different. I, I think it, I think it works because it is it is different. You know what I mean? It is. It is yeah. interesting to compare it with like Saving Private Ryan, another film from a huge director, came out in the summer. Uh, it was a huge hit, and this is you know, had a very good opening. So we'll see how it holds, but. Um, uh, a similar-ish kind of film, and Save Private Ryan is very much a classic war film. It is very much a, a great and another <laughs> film I love. Um, uh, but you know, follows a group of people, and they all have their thing. And they all <coughs> die off, and every time they die off, it's very emotional. Um, and and this is just about groups of people who all look like Harry Styles, and one of them and is Harry Styles, Scotsman. and uh, they all often drown, and you're not sure who is who is drowning or why. And so I can totally understand that. I think it's just I love films like. Um, uh, 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 and it's not and and two blonde Scotsman. <laughs> man, the shot of Tom Hardy. I can't praise that shot of Tom Hardy coming out of that plane more. It's just like the most gorgeous man. I've seen <laughs> I love how like, like it was a Dior movie, commercial where it was like <laughs> movie oh. Bob. Movie Bob made this the my favorite joke of this whole thing. He was like he's like he's auditioning to replace the lions on the shield of England. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And I was like I was like yeah yeah it's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, I want to see his uh, his escape from POW camp movie now. <laughs> like, I want to follow him to that movie. Yeah, um, and I guess I guess that's further bit. It's just like that has a powerful, impactful moment. But I guess like maybe just from like a confusing plot structure, like halfway through, I was like, this is not working. If you never release the tension for me, I can't I can't get involved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I, I, I guess it's just a thing of like 
what I was saying is I, I like one of my favorite films of all time is a film called Baraka, which is a, a, a film that uh, is made by a cinematographer. Uh, I can't believe you're bringing Baraka into this years. And it's just uh, I'm sure Andrew showed you Baraka. Um, and I uh, watched it with you on Blu-ray in your house. Like, yeah. You showed me Baraka. <laughs> OK, I showed you Baraka. Then that makes more sense. Um, so I showed you Baraka. And it's uh, and it is this just uh, uh, it is pure cinema in sort of the forms of like it is just visual imagery and so i could certainly connect uh to that i think the biggest detriment of the film is almost that he doesn't go far enough for me in that like i, I kind of almost wanted a silent film of like no talking or just the most bare minimum of talking like i kind of just wanted none of the hope or <coughs> right across the channel stuff from branna like branna's kind of the most emotional uh heart of the movie i kind of more preferred tom hardy where he was just talking in pilot talk and never kind of did uh any sort of weighty speeches or had any sort of character he just uh sort of did his duty. You know, I agree with that entirely. I think if this went like 60% more art house for me, it would have worked a lot better. And it's funny to me to even admit that to myself. <laughs> like, I, I just like, it's just as a movie, I just didn't enjoy it in the theaters in the context of something. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Kenneth Branagh, just like there, like being the soul of the film. And I'm just like, just God. <laughs> and then, and also like, uh, who's the, I, I love the, I love the actor that Tom Rylance is, is just being like the heart Mark of Rylance, Britain too. Yeah. Well, that's why I like it just, is there's, you get you get your two classic British heroes. Mark Rylance is the classic stiff upper lip. We're gonna carry on in England forever and <laughs> tear some tea. And like Tom Hardy is the sexy James Bond yes. British spy version. Where he's like, ah, I just thought it's too hot and awesome. To, <laughs> I shut down a plane when I didn't even have fuel. Oh, I'm just so cool. <laughs> I flew that plane on martinis in my tank. Yeah, my exactly. Martinis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my plane was as dry as my martini. That's the yeah. joke. Thank you. He just it took shoots. Me a while to get he there. just shoots his plane. <laughs> with a flare and just waits there at the germs like yes i'm fine my giant balls will protect me yeah <laughs> oh yeah I uh, I think I think I, I'll admit that like Tom Hardy the plane bit I love I have to admit I am I'm all you in can at for, least like, agree classic. like the aerial combat some of the best you've ever seen oh like, oh my god it's amazing like and, and like the thing it's like it's like I recently watched Red Tails this beats the shit out of Red oh, Tails oh god I was thinking of Red Tails I was thinking about yeah. how bad Red Tails was in comparison that's a I'm glad yeah you thought of that too no 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 I did I because I, I didn't hate I didn't particularly hate the Red Tails movie but the aerial combat is like trash bad, where they're bad. like where it's like they do like the full spin around and he comes around and shoots the guy where this is all about like more classical aerial combat and tension like and going waiting for that and, perfect moment yeah, yeah yeah it does it does such a good job with that and I, and that's the thing it's like you like ben i'm never gonna say that any of this is bad because it's so technically masterful like yeah like i'm never i'm not i'm well, not gonna get into a fight with you been, about <laughs> sometimes with action nolan's been been shaky particularly hand-to-hand combat he's been, uh, oh yeah, yeah 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 there's and there's none of that in this film luckily <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like batman needed to always stay well, in that fucking Batmobile. <laughs> well, I, I had a question for you guys, which how'd you feel about, which is another thing I've heard people hanging up about the film is, is, is that you never see the enemy. Uh, it's always sort of off in the distance. You maybe see some planes, but you never see like a German soldier. You know, you never have sort of the, uh, the, the example same Private Ryan, you know, where he, he stabs uh, a guy in the heart. Like that's the most like visceral in. Well, the I German mean, I guess it, it depends. Uh, versus they're always off. Are you thinking of the, the purpose distance. of the film? That worked for you or if you felt um, like it was uh, that made it just all the you more me. English, which of course it's meant to be. It's about you know the, you know the the, the British troops trying to, you know, stay alive, and then the yeah. British boats Either coming way. across the English Channel try to save them. And uh, I guess in that way, it's almost. Mm. I mean, it isn't, but it felt 
what I assume a propaganda film would have felt like. Because by not seeing the enemy, you can't get attached to the enemy. It's just there and threatening. Eh. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I I, I, I think it's I more disagree. probably in some ways yeah. to have an enemy. Just depends, I guess. No, I, I mean, I think my bit would be more along the lines of it worked in terms of like creating an oppressive atmosphere. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they're out there and they're shooting at them. Like you see bullets from Germans. Like, it's like, you just don't know. Like, it's like, you, you know, they're coming, but they're not there. Like, it's just like they, the German soldier in this movie plays like the black cloud of death coming from you other than like seeing airplanes, which is, I think, I think a very effective use of them. I think it works towards creating the atmosphere. Cause like, let's say that yeah, you have a German I mean, soldier show up and like, I, I, like, I said, like that, that's not what he was doing. That's just the tone. With. I agree with that you from that the standpoint it. of that. I, I mean, I, there's no, there's no way that Nolan is creating like a, like a propaganda for Britain film. Ah, oh, that, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it is, it is, very, mid, it is, maybe not. That's he's that's very totally proud of being British. How about that? Like when <laughs> when all the British ships come over the horizon, that's like yeah. that's the one of the reasons he made that movie. You know, is to have that scene. You know, I, I, but like I, I I feel more proud of British people when I see a, a good episode of Doctor Who during the Blitz. Like I'm sorry, like I like I, I I love you guys. I think that like the emotionality of it is so undercut by some of the structural things, and it's it's I think this thing it's not it's not because I think that's the big thing is like this movie is a different structure, and that's to its credit. It's, it's on purpose doing that. But when it wants to have the big, the ships come ashore and everyone is saved, like, it's not successful I don't know. I almost teared up me. a couple like, of I times. think that the new, different structure undercuts the emotional, impactful moment of, like, that, this whole movie yeah. is suffering. And now when it Poor wants George. to release the tension, it, it almost can't. Because, like, that's the thing. I teared up at the end when the, the kid in the newspaper. I mean, I knew that was going to happen. But oh, that actually I did thought it was good. Yeah, and I and I did emotionally disconnect to it just visually. I thought it was really what nice. What the fuck? I, I, is this? Is some, am I alone on that? I was like, what the fuck is all this? Like, no, oh, I he liked died. It. It's like, and I, I thought it was dark. Like, it was like it, he died for no purpose because of that dick bag, and they just let him walk away. And well, that's and that was the whole bit. And it's like, oh, for the war, and he wanted to do this. And how do you remember people? And I'm like, oh, fuck that. Go get MPs. Arrest that motherfucker. That's always Nolan's trick something he does in dark knight 2 is is the noble lie and there's sort of a, a bit of that at the end too where they're talking about like but it's you know harry styles is like suffering from uh the fact that he he almost killed that guy and like you know all the things they had to do to survive and how tough it is and they're like all we did was just fucking get home and then you know uh the, the propaganda version of it for them is like we succeeded at getting everyone home we're all proud of you you know what i mean and like it it is part of that too where like george just died because of a horrible situation but like because of the the you know the way it was sold, he was a hero. You know what I mean. And, and whether you find that, no, well, George didn't have to not, go, and he didn't that. add anything. George did not have to die. I, I like, I love you. I, I guess like the mechanics of this movie just don't sell it for me. And like, I, I agree with the noble lie. I there's so many Nolan tropes here that like they just don't. They all just don't work as well in this movie for me. And that's just that's just my problem with it. Is it's like it's it's like peak Nolan. But the issue is that he's he's it's, like restructured into a former fashion that like he's trying to do a classical war move opposite of Interstellar for sure like it is the exact oh absolutely opposite of Interstellar. absolutely yeah. and I and I don't necessarily love Interstellar well I don't I think Interstellar is a better movie than this but uh, 
I I agree, guys. I'm sorry. I, I I'm gonna come down hard on Dunkirk. I don't. I think it's I think it's masterfully yeah. done. Like if you want to compare it to things we've seen recently, like you, I can't deny like the drowning sequences. How like holy fuck. I, I think yeah. the other thing too yeah. for, is for I needed a PG-13 more blood. Movie. It's it's shockingly uh, dark. Yeah. No, and that's exactly it. It's like they go with the drowning, which is I think good, but like the lack of blood and gore at times almost makes it feel like sterile to me a little bit. I like how I agree and disagree. I agree maybe some blood, but I just think Hacksaw Ridge proved to me that just because you have blood doesn't mean it's effective. Because I found Hacksaw Ridge blood comical. I found it like oh, such oh, a level that why, it was. But why is that the level? Ridiculous. Like we need something. Like I need I need some more blood from. That's fine. I'm just George saying I don't want to say or, just because there's blood is going to work better. Oh like, no no I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm saying like specifically like I think like what's effective blood is like. Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, it's yes, like where you have we, yeah. where like that headshot has that visceral like holy fuck that's what that means fuck this fuck yeah. fuck 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 and then like I just needed maybe like a moment of like that death or like somebody like being burnt I I don't know like I'm not saying I need gore I'm saying like this is a war movie maybe the sterility of it in terms of that like the drowning is just as horrible if not more horrible for me personally in terms of them getting shot but like at the same time like. <laughs> The I don't know what trope. He loves his drowning because that's all in uh, prestige. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to know if he was like drowned, if his like mother drowned him in a bathtub as a child. That's, that's like something horrible. Insomnia has a drowning scene. He must really be. Afraid yeah, it of does. Drowning. It does. Yeah. Um, he must be afraid of drowning. Hmm. I'm actually amazed now that the Joker didn't drown anyone in the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he had the boats, yeah. but they were on blow up. Yeah. Oh no! No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it would have happened. It's close. It, was, it was really close to having like a vicious, a vicious drowning circle. All right, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on. Real quick, are there any last takes before this? I think I'll sum it up in my, my, my yeah, yeah, okay, score. Yeah. For you, the listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to try out their service. FreshBooks is a cloud-based accounting software where you can go online and access anywhere in the world via your secure login to check out your books, put in orders, do invoices, do all the things for your personal business or just your everyday life and get all your accounting in order and balance your books and get your best possible taxes back. So go check out FreshBooks.com to try FreshBooks.com. To try FreshBooks free for 30 days, just go to www.gofreshbooks.com and enter the Movie Gang podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Remember to enter that and you can help support the Movie Gang podcast. Uh. Or get a free 30-day trial at www.gofreshbooks.com. I gave Dunkirk a 7. I I recognize that it was really well done. Scores. Um, for movies. I think I felt Sarah. a little bit more emotional attachment than you did, Jack. I think a large part of that was due to the music. Like, it was, you know, tension, tension, tension forever. Oh, we finally have major chords and, you know, tonal resolution, but tension, tension. And so during that point, it may have been more a release of emotional tension than actual connection to the characters. I don't know. Um,. I recognize it was a technically masterful film, but I don't care to see it again because war <laughs> movies are war movies. Not into it. It's cool. Yeah, cool. That's that's perfect. Uh, I don't know. It's perfect. I'm not. Scotland's no- better wrong or right answer here i don't i don't know why i said that sorry i'm yeah 
Yeah. I'm tired, right. guys. This 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 movie removed all my love of England. I need to go watch some Doctor Who. I'm just kidding. Uh, mm. Ben, you're up next. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, female Doctor too. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Was, yeah. 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 I might uh, actually start watching again. Me showrunner too. So if you're yeah. if you got bored, it might be a time to come back. Thank God. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I really like this movie. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> Like I said, I respond to these kind of movies. I respond to movies that kind of do something unique with editing, with structure. Um, that said, I'm very harsh on films that do try to do something unique with editing, structure, and do it really poorly. And I don't think this film uh, did. It, it is Nolan without the fat, whether it's uh, good or bad. Um, and uh, Nolan without the fat's kind of interesting to me. I don't know if I want to see him do this all the time. I certainly want to see him at some point do a, another $50 million movies because I feel like that's kind of his best mode that he kind of walked away from. But uh, for me, this is his most effective sort of big wow. movie he's done in a long time. That's all he does now these days is gigantic movies with crazy epic uh, 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 elements to them. And I feel like this one works uh, a lot better than those uh, previous three. Um, so I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because uh, I I was just really blown away by the structure. I really got invested into the, the, the overall tone. Films that have sort of an overall emotional impact for me work really well. Uh, one of my favorite films of all time is Mulholland Drive, which makes no sense uh, on purpose narratively, but makes so much sense emotionally, which is weird to say, but like the... <laughs> but it is a similar-ish film that has a crazy structure that is hard to connect to, but um, but that film has better characters, I'll admit that much. Um, easier, easier to connect to figure out what's happening in Mahal and Drive than this movie. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I, no, I, it is not. I, this, I, I, this movie has the Nolan thing of, like, it's very easy. Like, you're Silly Murphy now, you're Silly Murphy then. You get it? Okay, yeah, like, and they do a good job with the boats and the planes. Yeah. I, I'm not... Uh, again, yeah. we're get, I'll get into it. Sorry. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And actually, that's part of the thing I wish that he didn't do. I kind of wish it was a little more weird and experimental. But um, and and the end kind of was. I like the George stuff, but maybe part of me kind of wishes he just ended when he fell asleep on the train, just like to push the point home. But uh, uh, I really liked it, and and it's a film I want to see more directors try when they have this level of of. Not many directors do, so I understand why. But uh, it's it's interesting to see a guy at the height of his power who can do whatever he wants, uh, do something like this because it's so unconventional and so weird. I think Mitchell doesn't make it good, but I think in this case uh, it did because he, he went for something that is emotionally resonant, that is structurally very creative, and uh, a film like I really wanted to watch right afterwards. So, like, I guess it's between you guys. It's like I wanted to go see that movie the next night, but mm-hmm. I couldn't because of uh, scheduling issues. So, uh, you know, that's that's just that's just how I viewed it versus you guys. So, 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah. I, I give it a, a 6 out of 10. Um, I think that for pretty much all the reasons that Ben kind of is... I, I, I've been to me are saying literally the exact same things. It's a taste thing. Disagree. No, I, I get it. It's a taste thing. And I think that for me purposely, like... I'm just not. I guess I'm. I guess I'm less forgiving overall of, of artistic new stuff, especially. Maybe it's also in the context of like seeing it in, in Nolan as opposed to like other like if if like I agree with him. Like I'd be much more accepting of this in terms of like seeing it in a nouveau kind of take on stuff. I think the purpose for this size of movie, and I think that's the other thing too, is that there's so many good war movies out here. Like he's trying to recreate the war movie, and I think it's highly unsuccessful. Um, and I think that's that would be my take is like compare this to something like Saving Private Ryan or something that's doing something emotionality and I think that's the thing is like for me like I think that Sarah may have something a little bit there like the reason to do it on groups of people is for propaganda purposes I'm not uh, propaganda to me almost to, to some extent comes off like 
kind of cliche in terms of doing it like we kind of move past that and that's why we want to do like human dramas when we do war movies it's not about like who was wrong who was right who which group of people was doing this and it kind of takes the group of people in terms of a human drama take on it and not the human drama that's happening within the german borders and i think that's the thing is because that's why like in the past year it's like we it, there's there's it, we're forgetting that like war movies went to the human drama as a way to make them real and understand how like the like the like the monumental efforts that went into these wars and what happened. And that's the thing is like, that's kind of missing a little bit here is the humanity of this movie. And I know that like, it's cliche to say that Nolan is a machine man at this point. And I don't think he, no, it's a cliche. It's a cliche classical thing. Is I don't think that's true of a lot of his movies, but I still think that it's very mechanically, it's very mechanically lacking that classical punch of movies. And I think that like, maybe it's good in terms of that, for expectations like if by subverting the expectations of the classical like heroic like war movie you know that's an interesting thing but at the same time by like the, like by subverting the structure of like release tension release tension release or subverting that and a lot of films have subverted that in a small way but never to this extent of like let's tension 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 and i think the reason that the opposite is good filmmaking to tension release tension release is because I think over the course of this movie, I became hardened to the movie as a thing. And I, I became hardened to the action. I became hardened to the events. I became hardened to the people. And by the time it wants me to have a real emotional reaction with the boats hitting the beach and then the, the, the glider glowing overhead, I just got nothing left in the tank to be there with them in terms of caring. <laughs> and that's just, and that's just, that was just my reaction. And, like, and that's my thing. It's like, it's not just that, like, I, I agree. Like I have, a, I, I'm a little bit harder on like, like structures that pull it out. And I just think that this is like, if you were to show me these two different types of war movies, mm-hmm. I know that one has been here forever. And this is like new and interesting at the same time. I think this one is so much less successful from the viewpoint of looking at wars and understanding what war was. Um, and that's, that's up for debate. Clearly, we have like the exact same opinion. And just see, apparently, we're like we're looking at the same thing, and it's one of us is colorblind. Well we don't know tomatoes. who is. Um, uh, yeah, you're seeing two different things. But uh, I mean, that's, that's the thing is, I saw this movie, and I was like, I don't, I, I want to know what the cinema score is. I haven't even checked because I'm. Like it's one of those things. Like I can see audiences hating this movie, like or loving yeah. it. You know, like, I yeah. have no clue. No, I have no idea where it is. Like I actually haven't even looked at Rotten Tomatoes. Pe- people are supposed to like it. Uh, I thought. Oh, critics loved it. I mean, critics loved it, and I, I kind of expected that. Critics loved uh, Gravity, too. It's a similar sort of, like, when something new like that comes yeah. out, new cima- uh, cinematic I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I don't, I'm like, don't, like, it's, it's bad to this extent that, like, if critics love something, I'm not automatically like, oh, that's a point in its favor. Yeah, Cinema scores an A-. minus. I'm actually surprised. It's actually pretty, pretty good. It's pretty high. Well, I think, too, for war movies, I, I do think that there is, like, there is this typical, typically war movies are more highly rated. Like, what's, you know, I e. guess, like... Like Pearl Harbor is still like hit one of his most highly rated movies. It's just no, it's not. People hate Pearl Harbor. Well, <laughs> like, people hate Pearl Harbor when it came out, but it's still like in comparison to like I don't know. We'll, I'm curious we'll now. <laughs> no, yeah, I still think Pearl Harbor is a better movie. Oh God, I'm no. joking. I'm no. joking. But I'm, I, if you take out like the like the hour and a half love Yay. love story in the first part, so the whole movie, <laughs> you take yeah, a whole movie. Like 30, if you condense Pearl Harbor to the last thirty <laughs> minutes, it's okay. Which is what this movie kind of was. So <laughs> it's, it's actually like super accurate. All right, thanks for listening, everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast. It is now time for all of you to get off and go watch Game of Thrones. So true, this true. has been Ben Haworth. Yeah, uh, winter's coming. <laughs>
That's all I got. <laughs> Actually, it's here already, yeah. And I've been your host, Jack Newman. I gotta go turn on Game of Thrones, so no, no plug out today. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <Yep. laughs>